Hello everybody, welcome to the A to Z podcast and today on Message Monday, exciting news, we actually started a new series called Irresistible, so yeah. we're getting to week one of Irresistible, Ugh, couldn't speak for a second. Bro, bro. As you guys already know though, my name's Alex. And I'm Zach. And I, so based off of this message, I'm actually really excited for this uh, series. Not, not that I'm not excited for any other series, but this one makes me particularly really excited, so... Yeah. Um, just kind of a, 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 a overtop view of, of what Chavez went over is he went over the, in, in his words, the greatest story ever told mm-hmm. in The Prodigal Son. In his opinion. In his opinion, no. yes. <laughs> and it is a really, really good story, I will admit. It's a really good story. It's a good kid. Like, that's what I would say. Mm-hmm. I mean, the kid. I mean, there is a the kid. At the end, he's a good kid. I mean, there at is the an actual kid. kid. <laughs> just, I know you hear that a lot, but there is an actual kid. At the end, he's a good kid. So, um, I I always love enjoying the story because, for me, the message, one of the messages I always get out of is no matter what you do, God's already forgiven you. Yeah. And I think that's just one of the best messages you could, you could have. Mm-hmm. And with that, because... I mean, I, I'll i be the first to say I make mistakes all the time. Mm-hmm. And I get more of that, that overbearing like um, weight of being like, oh, gosh, like this isn't what God would do. Like, does God still accept me like this? Would God mm-hmm. – like God just – I don't know if God even likes me anymore. Sometimes like I'll say that to myself. Like, oh, I don't – like God, I don't think God likes me anymore. Mm-hmm. And this was just a good like refocus, which was like, come on now, dude. Like – he already knows, and he's already forgiven you. So there's nothing to worry about. So, great, great story. Um, for those of you who don't know, or if you guys haven't listened to the message yet, Prodigal Son is basically, there's this son of this this popular, he's a, he's a field owner, right? Or he's a, he's a, far, he's like a farmer, right? The family? The, the father. He's just a rich guy. Yeah, he's he's basically he he's rich, and the son's like, hey, like, I want your money. Like, you you saved money for me, so let me get that cash, and I'm gonna cash the check. Yeah, uh, let me cash that check real quick. I'm gonna go live life how I want to live life. Yeah, and he goes, and he we'll say he indulges in in these worldly these worldly things mm-hmm. so he goes has a good time blows all his money he has no more money he can't even afford food nothing like that mm-hmm. and he realizes like oh like i'm i'm nothing now like or i like i messed up yeah i done messed up i done you dag you done messed up you daggum messed up and so uh, at first, he's like, I can't go back to my father. Like, he basically in his mind, he's like, he's gonna feed me a bowl of I told you so. Yeah, he's got a big bowl of I told you so. Mm-hmm. And he comes, he comes to his senses, and he he realizes like I I notice how my dad takes care of people because he takes care of his servants to where they have so much food that they have leftover food, and yeah. that's not even his family. He's just such a good father that he takes care of people like that. So I I will go back and I will work for him. In his mind, he goes, I'll work for him. And he practices it. Like I think one of the best things is he talks about like how he goes over his what he's going to say to his father. 
Mm-hmm. Like, I messed up. Like, I'm not even worth being your son. Mm-hmm. So please make me, like, make me your servant, and mm-hmm. I will work for you. Like, I don't even deserve to be called your son. Mm-hmm. And he goes back, and he he tries to tell him that. And, I mean, I just love that. Because it's the exact opposite. Mm-hmm. They just celebrate him. They throw him a big feast. And his dad is just overwhelmed. He's like, I'm so glad you're back. I'm so glad you came back. Um, and it just shows the love no matter no matter what you do. The love for your, your son or daughter, your kid mm-hmm. that a parent could have. Yeah. And that's just an amazing story. And... I I mean, I always like hearing it at least at least at least once a year. But I mm-hmm. I definitely hear it m- multiple times for sure. Yeah. So, great story. Really do enjoy it. And he did go over some some topics that I was like, oh, that's a nice twist on it. Like mm-hmm. uh, that that I wasn't tr- I wasn't quite thinking about. Yeah. So let's just clarify when we say you could have a series about this story. Oh, for sure. There's so many things to pull from it. Yeah, for sure. And it's like, every time I hear it, and as I'm thinking about it now, I think like, man, there's so much to take away from this. Mm -hmm. So many discussions that we could have and and talk about. It's like, it's just great. There's not much wrong with this story. No, yeah, hardly anything, dude. For sure, for sure. So... I, it's it's kind of like where to begin, yeah. honestly. And, I mean, one of the things I really did enjoy is the story of of when Travis was talking. He kind of put it into a, a, a nowadays perspective uh-huh. of when he had – he wandered into the room where his dad was like, hey, don't go in. Like, Gym rap yeah. in the making. <laughs> he's, getting, he's, getting some, he's getting some gains over there. And he's like, don't wander in. Because I don't want you hurt, or he he wants the best for him, so he's like, I know this won't be good for you, so mm-hmm. don't don't go in without me. Yeah, um, not saying don't go in at all, but I I want to be there to, to aid and mm-hmm. to help with you. And you know he, he every kid's curious. He sneaks in. He's like, hey, let me throw on a couple plates. I think I got this right here. Yeah. And then boom, he has he has the the bar on him. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I I've I've done this before. I've never done it without a spotter, but I've for sure done this where it's like you try to bench because he was benching, mm-hmm. and he goes and then plop, it just is stuck there. Like we've all seen the up, videos. You can't move it. And it's the just guy like, in yeah. the basement, like it you got like you know two hundred plus pounds. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> you're like, oh no, please. um and basically long story short he he realizes i need my father yeah so he calls out for his father and this weight that was on him um that he thought was so heavy and he was gonna die and he wasn't able to handle it Uh his father with one with one hand comes and grabs it yeah and racks it and everything's was bill a little gym rat back in the oh, day. Oh, he he for sure could bench a couple plates on there, dude. <laughs> for sure, that boy could get after it. Um, but I just love how we, in our minds, in our minds, like we always assume the worst. Mm-hmm. 
And the thing that when Bill or when, when Travis's father came in and helped him, the very first thing, he didn't yell at him. He didn't get mad at him. The very first thing he said was, are you okay? Yeah. And I think that's awesome because, like I said, we assume the worst. Mm-hmm. And that's why in his story, Trav was hesitant to, to kind of, you know, call out for his father because he's like, oh, my gosh, my father going to kill me. My father's going to get mad at me. Like, it's just bad news bears. <laughs> yeah. And in reality, it's like he, your your family, your, I'll say my father in specific, never wants to get mad at you. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not like he wants to be mad at you. So the fact that, like, in your mind, for some reason, you always think, like, my dad's going to get mad at me is it's just a myth. It's a myth made up in your mind. And that kind of shows, like, the prodigal, I mean, in the prodigal son is to a more extreme, not not super mm-hmm. extreme, but more of, like, a outlandish version of it mm-hmm. um but it just kind of reminisces like hey like your god for example and your father on earth your, your actual father they want what's best for you yeah and they love you and they care for you and and they never want to see you sad mad hurt mm-hmm. and this just kind of just help me recollect on it where it's like wow like i got awesome i got awesome parents yeah. got awesome <clears throat> god and it's just amazing to think about. So, mm-hmm. and you know, I was literally just having a conversation with someone about this. On that note, when it comes to kids, uh-huh. so we are talking about discipline. Yeah, big thing. And and so you know, my question was like, as you, because they they had kids that were ten and seven, and I was like. How have you disciplined your kids uh-huh. in this, like, age range? And it was on the, the topic of, like, spanking. Like, do you do that? And that's a big topic nowadays, for yeah. sure. When did you do it? And, I mean, not to go too far deep into that discussion, but the reason I bring it up is because it was, like, what I said was I think – at a certain age, it's the best to do spankings because that's how you truly communicate things that they're going to uh-huh. retain. So you have someone that's three or something. Yeah. Hey, don't go on the chair. They get on the chair. Take them down. Okay, don't go on the chair. Yeah. Goes on the chair. Okay, we've all seen it many times. I mean, my sister has two little ones i Uh see it literally every day they're over you know and it's like when i think about it's like i don't know if they can fully understand and um compute when someone tells them yes hey don't do this or else this is gonna happen like to you like you're gonna get hurt you know like i'm telling you Uh i think the better way to communicate that is like, hey, don't get on there. Be on there. Bang. It oh, will, yeah, oh, okay. For sure. I remember it now. It will leave a lasting impression. Yeah, yeah. If I do that, that happens. Yeah. They've communicated yeah. to me. You know, like I, I understand yeah. that that's not a it's good like, thing. It's like if I do this, it, it, will, it will and only end up bad for me. It will hurt yeah. in the end. And it's like I don't know if at a certain age window, if you – if just saying it and reprimanding them mm-hmm. that way 
is enough for them to retain be like oh like if I do this, they say not to do it, so I yeah. shouldn't do it. It's like I don't know if they can fully understand that. Yeah, I, I bring it up because I think that's translated to this story. Mm-hmm. It's like if you do something, there's going to be an outcome. Oh yes, absolutely. not because a parent wants to whack you. Yeah, you know, it's like we. The purpose is to remember, like, hey. If you do this, here's the outcome, and it's at the purpose of you not doing it again or learning yeah. from it or whatever, you know? Um, and I think that those are needed, Yeah, for to be honest sure. with you. On the note of, like, the negative that comes from your actions, mm-hmm. some of it will naturally happen, you know? Yeah. You uh, touch a stove, for example. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's perfect. You touch a stove, it's not going to be a parent be like, oh, I'm going to heat it up so you can touch it when it's like really hurts. It's yeah. like you touch it and it's hot. It's going to hurt you. It's going to, yeah. Like that's a cause and effect. Yes. But I think there, there to some degree needs to be a valid effect to a cause. Mm-hmm. And if there isn't a natural effect, I think something needs to be made. Oh, absolutely. And yeah. I, what I'm talking about is I'm, I'm mainly talking about adolescent years, mm-hmm. especially going into teenage and stuff. It's still true beyond that, but I think it's even more predominant yes. in a parent yes. perspective. You're old, you're under your parents, and they're the ones who are going to do that for you. Mm-hmm. They have the role of, if this cause happens and there's no effect, I need to show that effect. Yeah. Um, yes, agreed. And I, I, just, I honestly think it's worth bringing up. Yeah. Now, for me, I'm in a different place. I'm not under my parents where they're like oh like you did this like oh bad you know yeah. it's like no yeah. <laughs> like, I, i'm beyond that i would i would like to hope you're, you're beyond that <laughs> <laughs> like, it's like i'm at the point where it's turning more into the people that i'm close to though absolutely so it's like for me and you you know if i do something that hurts you it's I think it is turned more into, hey, we can have a conversation about oh, that. Absolutely, we can yeah. talk, and and I think that is what this story is taking from. Mm-hmm. Is like, hey, sometimes reprimands need to happen. Yeah, and sometimes it's like, hey, like you're an idiot. Like, let me whack you. Like, if you're not gonna stop something, like yeah. let me give you a quick whack. Sometimes people need that. Yeah. At an older age, you know, it's like... Oh, absolutely. But I think that at some point in your life, there is a shift from the spanking to the talk, Mm -hmm. you know? And I'm using an obvious example as when you're a toddler. But it's like, the question I've been asking myself is like, when when does that happen? Mm -hmm. Not for myself because I'm obviously out of that. Yeah. But just like, I think it's a question worth asking. Yes. I don't know if it's different for each person. Yeah. Or if it's more like um, one size fit all. But I I wanted to bring it up because I've been thinking about it. Yeah. And I think there's a foundation being laid for sure when it comes to, 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 there are just some natural effects that will happen. Like Mm -hmm. the stove. Like, I don't need to, like, I will tell you, like, hey, don't touch the stove. It will hurt you. Yes. And you could say that so many times, but 
not until that toddler actually goes to grab the flame that he realizes, like, that hurts me. Like, ouch, that hurts. Mm -hmm. And then there's times where, I mean, for example, a, a blender. There, There's times where it's like you tell them don't stick your hand in a blender. Yeah. But you don't want to get to that point to where they find out, like, that's what happens. Yeah. To where you need to assert it. Mm-hmm. Like, that's where you get that spanking. And I feel like as you get older, that spanking kind of goes away because you, you like, there's not as much of that, that physical harm aspect mm-hmm. as more is, like, emotional or mental mm-hmm. aspect of, like, with this story in the prodigal son, it's kind of like, and the father wasn't thinking it, but in the back of his mind, it was like, oh, I will let him learn for himself Mm -hmm. because you get to a certain age where you start learning for yourself and i mean i would say that's probably i mean the biggest middle school middle school is probably the biggest thing because that's when you kind of get more freedom that's more freedom right there as like for me i had periods like Mm -hmm. classes where you went to and it wasn't like you had one class and you had one teacher watch over you as you you yeah. sat in that one class. Yeah. Whereas, like, you go from class to class and you, I mean, you choose to go. Those you're are your choices. You're walking in each classroom. You're walking. You could so easily choose not to go. Yeah. And, yes, there are going to be consequences, mm-hmm. but you are choosing to go because of that foundation that's kind of laid. Mm. I think that's great. That's a great flag. And so when you learn, like, I think that's the point. Or it's like the parents kind of lay back with it, you know? Yeah, I, I think it definitely enters into the next stage. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it's black and white, but I would agree. I think that is the first major shift mm-hmm. of, like, you know, changing your point of view that you should have yeah. on someone. That that junior high. That's yeah. I think that's... I think that's great. Yeah, and I think that because that's to the point where it's like, we've already taught you the basics. Mm-hmm. We taught you to look both ways when you cross the street. Yes. We taught you not to hit people because you will; those consequences will be reciprocated by that person. Uh-huh. We taught you these basics. Now you get to build on it. Yeah. Of, I mean, and then that starts going into, I mean, for example, dating, that having a boyfriend or a girlfriend, like you meeting someone very young that kind of builds on you know the basics of it so if you want to appease this person you're obviously not going to do any of the things that like (laughs) will make them mad Mm -hmm. but you will try to build on top of what you what what kind of the response you want to get out of them i don't know if that makes sense but no I, i completely agree so i think that's where it kind of goes and i mean obviously every parent's different because there are some strict parents still where it's like, oh, I have your location on. I know where you're at all time yeah. and, and all that. But, <laughs> but, but there, <laughs> I think, oh, gosh. I Not that I would have been nervous if my parents did that <laughs> back in the day. I don't know if that was even a thing back in the day. Yeah. But, wow. Yeah. <laughs> like, just wow. That, that just, I don't even want to talk about that. <laughs> There's a whole discussion about that. And that's where you start, I think you start thinking thinking for yourself there Mm -hmm. because when you're younger it's like i want to do something because i want to do it yeah and then you get to 
nowadays middle school, and it's like, well, I know how to get loopholes out of what I want now. Yeah, yeah. So. And just to piggyback, I agree with everything you said. Something I would add on to that mm-hmm. is I think there's a shift when when kids go to junior high in the the helicopter parent. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I think before junior high, yeah, definitely the younger you are before that, it's even more. But I think it's still prevalent until yeah. junior high where it's like parents are trying to, in their best ability, um, avoid any wrong things happening to a kid or the kid doing anything wrong. You yeah. Know? So it's like, I... I see you going to this to sit down, for example. Yes. And I, I I know you shouldn't sit down. So I'm going to run over and grab you and say, hey, don't sit down. Yeah, don't sit that's, down there. That's making it so what you don't want to happen will never happen. Yeah. That's a very, very simple example. Yeah. But that I think there's a lot of purpose and a lot of good from that. Mm-hmm. In a parent during that season, but once you enter that junior high, and definitely above that, yeah. it's more like you have to let them figure some stuff out. Yeah, yeah, you know for sure. So I think I think that's the beginning of the end of helicopter parents. Yeah. Not saying it should be completely gone. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. Once a kid goes in junior high, I think that's the beginning of when you start toning it down. I think, yeah. I for sure think that's when you start playing a background role. And kind of to clarify my last point, I think middle school is when the judgment, I think judgment starts coming into effect where it's like you're not making the decisions for them anymore. Mm -hmm. And that's where those disagreements start happening. Yeah. Because the kids are like, I think I would – one way is like I want to do this versus like I think this would be better for me. Yeah, and they start thinking for themselves. Whereas more. exactly, whereas as a parent, yeah. you I mean you have a different perspective because you're not in their eyes. You you have to you have to have a different perspective. Mm-hmm. Some parents don't want to, but I think a good flag is you have to have a shift in the dynamic. Mm-hmm. With the person you're communicating to, whether you're the parent or not. I mean, yeah. parents, obviously, but it's like, even if you're a fr- like, if I know a junior high or I know someone before, it's like, there's a different shift. Like, you are more, if I'm dealing with a third grader or fourth grader, I am, I gonna, am, I should have more of a helicopter exactly, yeah. mindset of like, hey, I need to look out so they don't do anything exactly. they're gonna regret because they don't know better. Yeah. Or whatever you say. Yes. Once junior high hits, it's like, I don't think that should I don't think that's healthy. Yeah. To be honest with you. And I think what is healthy and this goes into the story that Trav was saying like there's a point in everyone's life. Mm-hmm. Okay? That when they say I mean this is an extreme. I want you dead. I I I, I want your inheritance all this stuff. Yeah. You have to say okay. Yeah. You go deal with that. Go down that road. Mm-hmm. And face the consequences, all that stuff, but I'm not going to make it so you can't do that to mm-hmm. yourself. And that's what the story's yeah. about. It's like it's a father that recognizes that his son is at an age that he should be able to make mistakes. Yeah. 
and and there's so many there's so many themes to go in this story without a doubt and, and there's a lot that I could say but that is something that really caught my eye in saying wow like there's power yeah in failure oh 100 percent dude and making sure assuring it not happening Mm -hmm. is not always the best thing sometimes it is sometimes it is Mm -hmm. but i bring it back to myself Mm -hmm. i'm in a toy different season from a junior higher high school or young adult i'm in the season where that's with me and tori where so, that's starting, that's sorry, you're starting to be the, the 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 top figure. You're not starting to to formulate your thoughts and all that. You're starting to realize mm-hmm. that. And I think with with that, that's where kind of like you said, allowing them to fail, communication mm-hmm. and allowing them to fail. Because yeah, in all honesty, no matter you could stop them from failing their whole life, but they're gonna need to fail. I think just failure is a part of life. One hundred and ten percent. One thing I want to say real <laughs> yeah. quick is, how can you learn how to ride a bike if you don't fall? I, I learned. <laughs> it's like you can think about it for one yeah. second. How can you truly learn how to ride a bike mm-hmm. if you don't fall? Yeah, the training wheels have to come off. Yeah, sometimes you have to know what it's like to fall. Yeah, it's like oh. When I turn this way, yeah. that's bad. Yes. When I lean this way, that's bad because I fall off. Yes. So it's like you have to learn like to some degree when I do this, this is the outcome. Exactly. Now, some things you can avoid. I think some things you don't have to go through. It's like, it's like oh, you have to go through every crappy thing. No, no, no. And no, be no, like, yeah, oh, agree. like now I know, but that freaking sucked. Yeah. I don't think that's true for everything, but I do certainly believe that in some scenarios it is. Mm-hmm. I think you need to learn through failure and no one else can fail for you. Yeah. It has to be you. Yeah. Um, it's different. In my opinion, it's different for everyone. Yeah. It's completely, it's def- It's depending on your personality. Yeah. Um, where you're coming out, your background, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So, some people, it's not healthy to be taught. Mm-hmm. And for others, it is in the same area. Yeah. I don't, I, I couldn't tell you every single person like, yeah. oh, like that person, there's that. And this, that's kind of, you need to figure out. Yeah. You need to figure that out. Yeah. And I will say there are something like, just kind of go off of what you said. There are things that you can see others fail in and you're like, well, mm-hmm. okay, I don't. That's not good for me. Yeah. But I 100% agree with you. There are things that you just need to go through to to, to fail, mm-hmm. to, to kind of learn from. Like I said, riding a bike, because if you don't know what it's like to fall, how are you going to try your – how do you try to get better to not fall? Yeah. So that's one of the things. And, and I think th- the big thing with it and with this story is, is to kind of uh, – bring around full circles i think the thing that kids don't realize or sometimes take for granted mm-hmm. uh, to, to go from the kids perspective is like y- your parents are never going to do anything to put you in harm's way or yeah. or to to hurt you or to, it, it, they're never going to do anything bad for you mm-hmm. in and, the long run yes mm-hmm. in their mind it's because they love you and they want what's best for you. Yeah. And I mean, 
in my mind, sometimes that's that I didn't I forgot that sometimes mm-hmm. where I was like, oh, like why why am I doing this? I like I don't want to do this. Or, or sometimes it was like why why does my dad not like me or why does my mom not like me? It's mm-hmm. like no 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 that's not it at all. And that's something like I think just needs to be reciprocated. Like mm-hmm. you need to know like there's never a time where they will do something because they don't like you. Because yeah. that's never that's never going through their mind, mm-hmm. and and I wish there were times where I went back and was like, oh, like my mom did this for me because she loves me. It's not because mm-hmm. she doesn't want me to experience things or she doesn't want me to do this or yeah. you know, she does these things because in her mind, it's the best thing for me. And I think that's where communication comes in because then, I mean, once you hit junior high, that's where you start talking. You, I think you should start talking to your parents about like, well, like I think we should do this instead because blah 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 blah, mm-hmm. and that's where, that's where you kind of formulate, and then the parents are like, well, I understand what he's doing, so uh, I'm gonna let him experience this, yeah. Because more often than not, some parents are like, I like you shouldn't do that, and they'll be left in in in, what is it in the black? No, not in the black. They'll in the dark. Yeah, they'll be left in the dark. Thank you. Yeah about what's going on and they'll be like why why would you do this and they'll kind of restrict you from it yeah so i think communication is a big key aspect with it because then they realize like hey like we we are now understanding from your perspective because they Mm -hmm. they can't see through your eyes they just can't yeah um but that's just one thing personally i took into effect is like especially for my parents they're they're never gonna do anything that will hurt you or, mm-hmm. or to be mean they're never doing anything to be mean to you purposefully yeah it may seem mean you, you if you get spanked it may seem mean but that's because in the long run they don't want you to keep touching the stove mm-hmm. or put your hand in blender stuff like that so that's and it's hard to see at all at all times mm-hmm. it just is because when you're young it's like oh like that instant um feeling of like this hurts and like why are you doing this to me mm-hmm. is the bit is is what needs to be kind of molded yeah so yeah and that's we've talked a lot about the parents and i think that's a good you know two both two sides of the coin you know yeah it's I mean, it's a two it's a two issue because it's like sure. with, with on with whoever's receiving that mm-hmm. it's like you need to accept mm-hmm. you need to accept that that mm-hmm. And be okay with it. Yeah. I know too many people that hold grudges or hold stuff against people. Because mm-hmm. like, oh, well, they did this. And yeah. it's like, well, you don't know what's behind the curtain. Exactly. You know, it's like you don't know what was going on yeah. in their mind, the purpose and, and all that stuff. It's yeah. like you are putting them in a position where you're assuming the worst yeah. And you're gonna think the worst of them because exactly. Of that. And yeah. it's like in my in my personal opinion, all right. I don't know where you guys are, but in my personal opinion, I do not believe that at our core we desire to hurt people. Oh no no no. You know. I don't think so. Um, we've talked about this in the past. Like no one wants to be the bad guy. Yeah. And it's like, I think it's, I think it's unjustified and it's unfair. To put people in a position mm-hmm. where you're assuming that. Yes. Um, and I think what is fair is, if anything, to assume that 
there's something going on that you don't understand. Yeah. You know, it's like, hey, they have my best intention. Especially your family. Especially your parents. Like, yeah. That. For sure. Especially parents. Yeah. Especially parents. It's like that, that's on a whole nother level. Yeah. And it's like, I, I hear a lot of people, and a lot of people talk to me is like, I don't understand, like, why well, my parents doing this or saying that. It's like, first, trust mm-hmm. that they love you. Yeah. Trust they have your best intention. Yeah. In the end, in the long run, do you think that's true? And as long as you're in that place, it's like, all right. You understand. Base everything on that. Yes. Not that it's going to be easy. Not that you're always going to oh, agree, no, but it's no. like yeah. it gets you so much further. Yeah. I can't tell you so how many times more recently with me and Tori, I've thought that, and it's made it so much easier moving exactly, forward. Yeah. You know, um, and and just to do a quick piggyback, it's like me and Tori have gone through a lot of crap. Yeah. You know, some people ask me like, man, like, what? kind of problems do you Torian have mm-hmm. like it doesn't seem like you guys have too much wrong it's like yeah. oh no, no 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 trust me oh no yeah like we have our mm-hmm. disagreements we have our moments yeah and we've had a couple moments that are make it or break it moments where it's yeah. like if we don't get through this we're done yeah type of thing um and it's like in those moments which everyone's gonna have them Mm-hmm. dating family every it's like you're at moments where it's like it, it's it's gonna define and set the pace for potentially the rest of that relationship yes you know some people yeah. ruin their relationship with parents because of one story yeah that's all it takes because of one thing they do, in yeah. those moments this is what i want to tell you right now you have to believe that both parties yeah. whether they be angry frustrated in the moment <laughs> they do care yeah they love you and they want what's best absolutely and that's it yeah that's all you need yeah so i i i i think that is a very very important thing to think about and recognize absolutely and i mean i that's that's a great way and it's like i think with your parents i mean in the world we're taught to be more pessimistic but with your parents like come come on like Mm -hmm. let's be optimistic with them because they love you and they want what's best for you for so how sure. are you gonna, you know? For sure. So, um, I really enjoyed this talk, dude. It was a great message, Travis. If you're listening, mm-hmm. um, we're glad to, got, to have you guys here. We are on uh, social media: Instagram, Twitter, Facebook at ADZ underscore podcast. Um, let us know if you guys listen to sermon and what you guys thought about it, and uh, kind of what you guys took out of this message. Um, We were glad to have you guys here. Um, Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you guys next time. All right. Peace. Peace.